WTOC AM, W236CR Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Monday, February the 12th, the beginning of NBA All-Star Week here in Indianapolis. Actually, the beginning in earnest because a lot of pre-All-Star game uh, activities have been taking place the last few days. But anyway, got a whole lot to tell you about this week, including places to go, things to do, and a lot more. We're going to get to that shortly. This morning... Uh, We got word that Indianapolis Mayor Joe Hawkshead is going to be swearing in his new IMPD chief of police. That's supposed to take place at 1 o'clock, which is right now. So we are awaiting word. Uh, We will try to join live coverage of that announcement uh, when it does become available again, which should be just moments from now. So there you have it. Uh, Mayor Hawkshead obviously has uh, made a decision on who he wants uh, to be the next uh, chief of police for the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Uh, that announcement is expected uh, to take place at 1 o'clock. Right now it is 1.02. So, again, uh, the mayor's decision on who the chief is going to be, we'll find out uh, just moments from now, um, and we'll get to that uh, and bring you in on it as soon as we see it come up. Um, as we were saying, this is the start of NBA All-Star Week earlier this morning. Uh, The mayor joined a host of public safety officials as well as the NBA All-Star 2024 host committee uh, to outline the city's plan to keep everyone safe throughout this week and through the game and so on and so forth. And even as they uh, depart uh, the city. So uh, this morning I was listening to it and the mayor said, among other things, he said the world is watching Indianapolis. Uh, The mayor said this is what Indy does and that Indianapolis wrote the book on hosting events like this. So um, the mayor also uh, congratulated everyone who worked hard to make this week a reality, especially after the uh, unexpected delay of the All-Star Game coming to the city of Indianapolis in 2021 uh, due to the COVID-19 emergency. So um, the uh, some of the things that were discussed, and I watched it. Actually, it was pretty good. It was pretty informative. Um, you know, watched as I was putting putting our show together. And um, they're going to be talking about, uh, let's see, here we go. I think this just, uh, the, uh, let's see. Do we have it yet? No. no? Oh, okay. Uh, everybody's just saying the mayor is getting ready to. A lot of times these press conferences, you got it? Okay, we're going. Wow, what a crowd. Thank you all for coming uh, today. I am um, <clears throat> very proud uh, to announce that I am appointing 25-year IMPD veteran uh, Christopher Bailey to the role of Chief of Police for the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police To some who have been following this process, this announcement may come as a bit of a surprise. Chris uh, Bailey, Chief Bailey, will be up in just a few moments to address that in detail. But for my part, 
uh, I will say this. Nobody knows the challenges of the job uh, better than the person taking on this role today. It is a sacrifice not only for the individual who wears the badge, but for their loved ones. I know that weighed heavy on Chief Bailey's decision. And the fact that Chris Bailey's ultimate request to be reconsidered as chief of IMPD, uh, I am sure was not made lightly. But in another way, today's announcement is not surprising at all, both as assistant and as interim chief. Chris Bailey has the experience, the passion, and the support of many neighbors to take on this role. Now, even though he has served as acting chief for over the last month, today's announcement still serves as an important transition in leadership. As such, I want to take a moment to highlight the work of Chief Bailey's immediate predecessor, IMPD Chief Randall Taylor, who's in the back. Chief Taylor. Because there's frankly no other way to put it. Randy Taylor led the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department during four of the most challenging years in our city's history. Through it all, Chief Taylor has been a model of calm leadership and civility while at the same time supporting IMPD's largest ever declines in criminal homicides for both 2022 and 2023. But today's appointment is the start of a new era in leadership for the IMPD. As he will explain in the moment, Chris Bailey's first act as chief will be to appoint not one, but two leaders to serve as assistant chiefs of police. Individuals who both represent a new generation of leadership for this great department. I am proud of all three. And together, IMPD's new command staff will ensure the department remains nimble and forward-thinking, prepared to take on the public safety challenges of the future, while remaining laser-focused on the ongoing and successful violence reduction efforts 
that are creating a safer Indianapolis for every resident in every neighborhood. So with that, it is my honor to administer the oath of office to Christopher Bailey. Chief, you want to step forward? Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, and state your name. I, Christopher Bailey. Do solemnly swear and affirm. Do solemnly swear and affirm. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. That I will support the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the State of Indiana. And the Constitution of the State of Indiana. And that I will faithfully. And I will faithfully. Impartially. Impartially. And diligently. And diligently. Discharge the duties. Discharge the duties. Of the Office of Chief of the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Of the Office of Chief of the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. According to law. According to law. And to the best of my ability. And to the best of my ability. Congratulations, Chief. Good afternoon. I want to express my gratitude to Mayor Hogsett for this incredible honor. I am fully aware that assuming the role of chief carries even greater responsibilities and expectations compared to my previous position as assistant chief. I look forward to the continuation of the outstanding work that our department has already achieved. A heartfelt thank goes out to my wife Dawn, my kids, my mom and dad, family and friends for their unwavering love and constant support, and for being my biggest cheerleaders. They have been there in both the good and challenging moments of my life and career, and have kept me grounded and humble. I extend my appreciation to the Indianapolis community entrusting me with the privilege of serving you for the last 25 years and for the trust of leading our police department. I love this city. This is my home and there is no place that I'd rather be. To the dedicated men and women, sworn professional staff, park rangers of this department, Thank you for your tireless and selfless contributions that you make every day to the betterment of our city and all those who live, work, and visit. Your commitment, compassion, and sacrifices make you true heroes, and I'm profoundly grateful to stand here today as your chief. To many of you in the community, I may be a familiar face, whether through community events news appearances or other interactions. What you might not know is that I grew up in West Indy, 
not far from here, just west of the White River. I'm a proud product of IPS and a proud graduate of George Washington High School. This city, that neighborhood played a crucial role in, in shaping who I am today. My roots run deep in West Indy. From childhood days attending church on Blaine Avenue, to spending my summer and winter breaks at Rhodes Park, to working my favorite job to date as a city lifeguard. And by the way, Andy Parks is accepting applications for summer jobs right now. And this is a shameless plug so that you can join the mayor and I as lifeguard alumnus. I am proud to be raising my city in this, uh, my family in this city, uh, the city that raised me, this vibrant city, my city, our city, Indianapolis. Anyone who knows me knows that my family is the motivating force for everything I do. They are my why. So when I speak about safety and security of this city, it's personal. A little over four weeks ago, I asked Mayor Hogsett not to consider me for chief of police. I made that decision at that time with my why in clear focus. My daughter is heavily involved in high school and club sports. My son in soccer. My oldest son just uh, working his way into the world. I didn't want to be the kind of father who didn't show up to those things. I didn't want all those responsibilities to fall squarely on my wife's shoulders, and I didn't want my family to feel the burden that comes with me serving in a high-profile position. But on a recent road trip, my 15-year-old daughter, who I was trying to protect, we discussed it, just her and I. I explained my reasons for declining the opportunity, and she, in her best Gen Z way, told me I was wrong. Rolled her eyes a few times, side-eyed me, <laughs> stuck her tongue out. But in, in that moment, if she could have made it, I should have turned around, and a TikTok <laughs> about it, uh, she would have. Wise beyond her years, she reminded me that the best way I can show up for her as a parent is to show up for my whole community. With her encouragement, along with the support of my two sons and wife, and after overwhelmingly, uh, the overwhelming support and encouragement I've received from the community and the officers and professional staff of the IMPD during this interim period, I made the decision to ask Mayor Hogsett to reconsider me for the permanent role. Their blessings were pivotal, reinforcing my commitment to lead this department with compassion, courage, and transparency. When accepting the appointment as acting chief four weeks ago, I was tasked by Mayor Hogsett with three primary objectives. First was to improve officer retention and recruiting, a struggle for major city police departments across the uh, So there you have it. There you have it. The new uh, chief of police for the city of Indianapolis is going to be uh, Christopher Bailey, despite the fact that when uh, Chief Randall Taylor, former Chief Randall Taylor, stepped down, Bailey said he did not want to be considered. He just explained there why he changed his mind and asked to be reconsidered. Uh, there was widespread speculation that uh, Christopher Bailey was the first choice anyway. 
uh, was the mayor's first choice anyway, so it probably wasn't much of a, a stretch for the mayor to uh, to go back to Bailey, a 25-year veteran, when Bailey said, uh, please reconsider me. Um, I have, You didn't hear it officially announced, but I have it unofficially, uh, that uh, the two leaders that um, now Chief Bailey uh, has chosen to serve as assistant chiefs of police are uh, Mike Wally and Catherine Cummins. Uh, we can, you know, we can nail that down. Uh, but that's that's what I've gotten uh, from uh, some fairly good sources that have said that uh, Mike Wally, who is a commander, one of the district commanders, and uh, as is Catherine Cummins, they're both uh, district commanders, I do believe. Uh, so um, there you have it. Uh, surprising. Uh, typically, there's one assistant uh, chief of police, which Bailey was under Taylor. Apparently, Bailey is going to um, appoint two. Uh, as opposed to uh, to one, which he was. Um, again, uh, Christopher Bailey, 25-year veteran, um, somewhat of a surprise. But, you know, I was, um, as I was telling you this morning, um, or telling you about this morning when I was watching the press conference with the mayor uh, and now Chief Bailey and a bunch of other people that uh, represented public safety and uh, the host committee and things of that nature when they were all talking uh, about uh, the plan for the city, uh, Chief Bailey was kind of dressed up. Uh, and he spoke like the chief. He didn't speak like someone getting ready to hand the baton to someone else a couple of hours later. So I kind of started thinking, uh, maybe it is Chief Bailey. And lo and behold, uh, and another um, another one of my uh, sources and I, we were talking about that. And uh, we both agreed uh, that we would be surprised if it wasn't. And lo and behold, it was. And so, uh, yeah, he he's he's uh, he's dressed uh, in in official capacity, and and you know whatever the dress code is, the dress up dress code is. Uh, so um, it's Christopher Bailey, uh, and so um, you know there we have it. Um, absent, uh, interestingly enough. There were some names of uh, African Americans, uh, African American females that were being bandied about as possible, uh, you know, possible uh, replacements, uh, including uh, Deputy Chief of Investigations uh, Kendale Adams uh, and uh, Commander Community Engagement Ida Williams. Um, Kendale and uh, Ida's names uh, were not mentioned. Um, in any of the three uh, new leaders that we are uh, expected, well, the one, and then, I, like I said, I have it on really good authority that the other two. Um, Mike Wally, um, he is the brother of Marshawn Wally, and he also is a district, he's been on our show. Uh, so uh, uh, an up and coming, um, you know, he's, he's, he's rising through the ranks rather quickly. Uh, Catherine Cummings, uh, another command, she has been on the show. Uh, a few times and has been, uh, you know, one that uh, the department has pointed out that has been, um, you know, quite, uh, quite effective. Uh, Catherine Cummins is a white female. Mike Wally is a black male. If that means anything or makes any difference. And of course, Chief Bailey, uh, white male. So uh, there appears to be diversity within all three of these. Uh, if diversity is as you look at it. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I, I don't know, uh, anyone, if anyone has any comments or, uh, I don't know, questions, concerns, and want to weigh in on, um, the mayor, um, uh, quickly choosing 
Chief Bailey swearing him in. I mean, he made the announcement and swore him in all at the same time. I, I don't know. Is that done? Is that usually uh, the case? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know the protocol for that. But mayor got it out of the way uh, fast, quick, and in a hurry uh, just in time for uh, uh, All-Star uh, Week. And um, so there you have it. AJ, uh, were you surprised at all that it was Bailey? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, when he came on the show a couple weeks ago, he seemed very... Uh-huh. Very firm in, yes. in saying that he was not going to take that position, uh-huh. but I also understand the the swaying power of a daughter. It's it's yeah. it's a thing. So a uh, little 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 shot, but yeah. at the same time, he he seems like he has a decent head on his shoulders. So let's let's see yeah. where we're going. Yeah, I you know like I said, I kind of thought that it would be Bailey all along from day one, and then when he said no, I don't want it, and then apparently, like you said. Um, as he just shared, uh, having a conversation with his teenage daughter about service and community and things, um, uh, yeah, that mm, that he he said, okay, I reconsider. So, um, yeah, so we'll see. Twenty five year veteran, um, he's he's been on the force for quite a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll see. Um, wow, uh, mm, interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I'm processing it because it, so, maybe it was just simply the fact that uh, I, I don't know if he received pressure to reconsider, to, to put his name back in the hat from other areas. He said, you know, we got to take him at his word. We got to take him at his word. Mm-hmm. He said it was a family. He said it was his daughter. And, um, you know, he loves the city and he wants to do well by the city and he wants to serve as chief. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see. So there you go. Uh, we'll certainly be hearing uh, a lot more about that um, in the days to come. But uh, as I was saying, uh, Chief Bailey spoke quite chief-like <laughs> at this uh, this press conference this morning where, again, the mayor was congratulating everybody for all their hard work and putting together NBA All-Star Week and NBA All-Star Game and, and all of the everything else surrounded with it. They discussed traffic patterns. Uh, they discussed how fans can communicate and other issues. Uh, the mayor also asked uh, the city and its residents. Uh, he, he issued a call for everyone to exercise patience and respect. This is going to be an incredibly well-attended uh, event, incredibly uh, large number of people at our restaurants and venues and stores and things of that nature. So um, the mayor says just be patient and understand that this is one week. Uh, this is not all the time, and, and you know, try to exercise uh uh, some patience, uh, and and everyone, uh, please be respectful of each other during this week. Um, and of course, uh, as always, if you see something, you're encouraged to say something uh, or report it. Um, there was an interesting thing, AJ, that um, uh, that was released. It's a uh, public safety updates um, about you know what you can find out or what's going on. And mm-hmm. apparently, you can text the word NBA All Star 2024. I'm sorry. NBA All-Star 2024 uh, to the number, and I want to get this right, so let me put my glasses on, 67283. <laughs> I used to laugh at people that uh, that would, I, I got to get my glasses on, especially uh, of a certain age. You know, oh, oh, yeah, no. you got to wear your glasses. Uh, I got to wear my glasses, y'all. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, But text the word NBA All-Star 2024, NBA All-Star 2024, all one word, uh, to the number 67283. Uh, for instant updates and things of that nature that you want, I think it's pretty pretty cool that they put it together. They said after the All Star Game, 
uh, and all the festivities are over, that's going to go away. So you mm. won't have to worry about them using your number and, you know, doing the back channels to try to sell you stuff and all kinds of other things. It's just a one-time, um, you know, a one-time thing, one-time only. So um, there's that. Great idea. Yeah. Great idea. Ease of access for, mm-hmm. to the information that's necessary. It's going to be a ton of people here that are not from here, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to be outside that don't necessarily come to these mm-hmm. these parts of the area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's uh, maybe we can put it on our uh, on our, one of our social pages. I know you're on Indeed. there periodically. Yeah, NBA All Star 2024. Just text that to the number six seven two eight three, and uh, you'll get updates. But it, you know, it's going to be you know some of it might be fun, some of it might be a little annoying. Uh, the traffic, depending on where you are. Now let's let let's face it, the bulk of this is going to be in the downtown area. So mm-hmm. everybody that lives in the city of Indianapolis, north, south, east, and west, doesn't have to really. Uh, worry about it but you may come into contact with things you know along the way mm-hmm. um including restaurants again the majority of the restaurants uh are going to be downtown but there are folks that come to events like this that venture out into the suburbs and out into you know i'm sure that broad ripple and mass ave and and uh you know fishers uh carmel mm-hmm. zionsville noblesville i'm sure all of those uh, areas uh uh, in the donut counties, not to, you know, all of the, you know, folks are going to venture out that way as well. So, um, you know, it's, it, you know, it may not all be downtown. It's going to be in some other areas as well. I know we're supposed to go out um, Saturday some uh, to a restaurant Saturday, uh, some friends, uh, my uh, son's girlfriend's birthday. Uh, yeah, we're going to take her out. But uh, I did mention that uh, you understand it is All-Star Weekend. And she said, it's okay. She's, she wants to go Saturday night. So... I said, okay, we'll go Saturday night. It's not too terribly far from here, though. I mean, I mean, it's not. What I'm saying is, it's not real close uh, to downtown, so we'll have. But I did call uh, to make a reservation, and you know, something kind of interesting. They did say uh, we're not taking reservations uh, Saturday or Sunday, so uh, first come, first serve. So okay, so we'll just we'll just take it as it comes. So we'll see how that goes. But um, uh, lifestyles with Eric, go ahead. How are you? Happy Monday. I'm not calling to be a killjoy. Oh, come on. I, I had your back on that one. <laughs> I appreciate you. No, and it's funny. That's uh-huh. an old school word, and I know I haven't heard. I've, I've seen that word, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but never been called that word. Yeah, so, I well, it was, yeah. It yeah. was funny, but yeah. Pierre, no, no harm, no foul. I kind of understood what you were saying. Yeah. In a, in a, in a way, but yeah. yeah I, I was just, I'm actually, I'm actually calling to piggyback on what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and I found it kind of funny. You didn't say riding through the inner city. You said everything but the inner city, and that's what I'm talking about, Tina. We're not ready. <laughs> With, uh, country Kitchen's in the inner city. It's not in Zionsville. They might want to go to Country Kitchen. Hopefully they'll make it there. And if they're millionaires, they'll probably have a driver so they won't have to worry about the potholes that I complain well, about. Well, you know, the in, the inner city, I guess I just assumed it was inherent in what I was saying. I'm sorry. I, I... No. I yeah. was being funny. I oh, okay. Funny. Yeah, because they, they're going to be folks never. over at the Country Kitchen on College. They're going to be folks go. out at we Mississippi Bell on Keystone. Too. Yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be folks at these places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, out at his place on Shadeland because folks are going to ask, go. where do we go? Uh, 16th Street out that way at King Ribs or uh, Keystone. There you go. Just a lot Long's of different bakery. places. Long's yeah. Long, well, yeah. Longs. You can go north and south for Longs. You know, you there can you go. go. There you uh, go. And, and down in Greenwood. Uh, you know, there's a lot of folks are going to be down that way. So uh, we'll True. see. Not we'll too see. many potholes out that way, but 
but that's okay. I'm not calling to complain about potholes this day yeah. today. No, well, that's I'm okay. So, uh, but you, what, when you say the city's not ready, you mean that in the inner city, inner city, the I only mean the inter the inner city. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's all I mean, Tina. I'm again not calling to be mean or negative. This is my home. Uh-huh. I love this city. I'm from uh-huh. Indianapolis, uh-huh. but I'm not. I just say I'm disappointed. What's wrong with me saying that without people thinking I'm such a worry word or, so, or that I'm, you know, I've been complaining about this for five years now. We've been talking for a while now, too, yeah. for a few years. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not calling to be Mr. Complainer. I just want to see something done. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And I, when we get these big events, I know you said, clarify, yes, there are things to do. I just, I just want, I just wonder what people think when they're driving through this city and they're not from here i understand what aj was saying about being from chicago but uh-huh. this is indianapolis we're not chicago we're not yeah. we're not so, I, I want you to tell me give not. me a definition of ready when you say the city is okay. not give me a definition of ready uh in in your mind when you come in okay since since it's downtown yes remember what i said last week when i say ready really all i mean is the way it looks aesthetically, uh, not just big banners thrown around to, you know, to let everybody know that we're having hosting an all-star game. But what I mean is, since it's downtown, like you said, everybody should mainly be down in that area. Why couldn't last year we would? At, why couldn't they at least get all the city, the streets, downtown streets, every little side street, the old, you know, all the one ways, get everything nice and neat and looking really nice. For downtown, so that at least we would have had a fake facade. For they would have said, "Gosh, you guys have got an awesome downtown." I'm not even worrying about the rest of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. but at least they would have said, "You guys have got an awesome downtown. You did a great job. We've got some decent-looking buildings, but it just—you can't drive around down there like you used to." I know I'm always worrying about driving and riding, but mm-hmm. I just remember when I could take a ride okay. around Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. idea because I'm not in I I have no idea I think that there's going to be a healthy combination of all Uh, but you know for you know Indianapolis isn't right around the corner from a lot of places so yeah we're going to have a a tremendous number of people flying in and thus the uh, full court basketball construction uh, basketball court construction out there at the airport so yeah but I mean I, I don't know. I'm, saying, I'm just. Tina, that's all. Come okay. down Meridian or let's let, driving downtown okay. to Meridian or driving down Pennsylvania or drive. It's bumpity bump and bump. Oh, I might catch a flat tire. It's just that's what I mean. Is the city ready? Just the inner, just the city. Because that's who's hosting the NBA, the All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Not Zionsville, Fishers. They're ready. Oh yeah, of course they're ready. <laughs> okay. I, I'm still I'm still looking for a definition of ready, but maybe I'll get one. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, I, I'm still no. I mean, I mean that, and, and all, and I'm not trying to be facetious. But you still have not explained to me what ready. To do maybe ready isn't the word you're thinking do, of. Maybe do besides go ahead. Maybe ready is not the right word to describe what you're what you're trying to share. Maybe I should say structural, um, infrastructurally ready, or mm. something to that effect. Okay, well, infrastructurally ready. Um, mm-hmm. we're not ready. Okay. But maybe we've got all the restaurants lined up. Maybe, but I don't even think the downtown is really filled up as far as restaurants and things that yeah, used to be is. there four or five years ago. Is yeah, it? it is. It really is. That, okay. that was one so of the things that was announced this morning. That everybody, 
Oh, okay. That was I, announced I this that... morning. But anyway, well, we're, we're going to pin this because we got some guests waiting. But, you know, keep okay. your key. I'm going to pin it and we'll get back to it because okay. uh, I, 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 I want you to get it out. You know what? <laughs> I want somebody to maybe help me define it. Okay. Maybe somebody can help you define what you're saying because Let's to me, ready, you, what you're saying is ready and what I'm thinking is ready, they're not syncing up. But again, like okay. I said, we'll revisit. We'll be back with more. Thank you, Lifestyles. We'll be back with more Community Connection. The walk and talk guy, as he is called oftentimes, Samson Levingston through two eyes is up next. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. No, I wasn't trying to give Lifestyles a hard time. I just want to communicate with him. I just want to communicate better. But anyway, speaking of communication, we're talking about the start of the NBA All-Star Week. My goodness, I have a powerhouse here in the studio with me right now. As I said right before the break, the walk and talk guy, Samson Levingston, back with us. Samson. What's up? I'm so excited. Welcome back. Let's go. I'm excited to be it, back. You all know? right. You, you, talk get, about. you got to sit here and, 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 and uh, host the show, guest host the show again. No, sometime. I would love to do that. I get a lot of questions yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a lot of questions. Questions. i'm always talking about history man my email is loaded up after after hosting this show i bet it does because i'm telling you we get the calls and we get yeah. the questions and we also have with us he's a hard man to catch a very yes, man. hard the man he's, he's walking and talking the all the box, time ain't he? yes he and and you know what i i especially am excited to have our very own b swift because he's 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 got a front row seat to the nba more times than you and i probably would have in five years on the court he because more, he's, he's on the court more than some other players yeah That's, you gotta think you about get crazy. you get more minutes <laughs> swift. How, how, how man, who, who manages your minutes because you get <laughs> yeah you don't gotta get a restriction I'll man for a minute restriction they don't try to hear <laughs> they don't hear it so but uh but but first i want to i want to talk to both of you because like i said uh swift you have the front row seat you can talk about in fact let's start there because you have the uh the, the the insight and the the feel for all of this and and have an appreciation for just how big this is because you're you're the nba i mean you're the pacers mc yeah and i'm a first time all-star this year <laughs> okay so, you know that's how i'm pouring in it um yeah. no I, it's it's gonna be really exciting watching what's been going on to mm-hmm. what's getting ready happen in just a few days with the uh tip off at the bicentennial plaza hosted by me mike epps and tamika catchings with some oh, special yeah. things happening behind the scene that I can't announce just yet. Uh-huh. Um, to me hosting the Rising Stars game Friday with all the rookies. Um, it's going to be an exciting weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, this weekend is going to be a weekend that we probably will never see again for another 50 years. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and to, to help folks understand, how significant is this? I mean, how big is this thing? Oh, it's huge. You know, as somebody who goes, and I've been to All-Stars around the yes. country before, mm-hmm. and, and and to see it finally hit here, and you see preparation. If we look out our window right now, they're down there building a stage. Yes. Uh, right on the circle. Um, this thing is going to be monumental, not just for the city, but for those who have businesses. This is a great weekend that, that could be very just mm-hmm. impactful. And, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Depending on what type of business you have, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of money that's going to circulate for not just big corporations, but for mom and pop stores mm-hmm. that can actually win from restaurants to barbershops to 
clothing boutiques mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. nail salons and you know what I mean so it's just gonna be big because everybody's gonna benefit from this I mean even when you look outside and you see we went from a million potholes and playing uh, Mario Kart to <laughs> DPW is outside shout out to DPW like they outside on the blitz right they now they were outside, blitzing aren't they man, yes. outside yes. Yeah, yes. Come on. Yes. like and you know that's that's more money for them because they're mm-hmm. on overtime and right. to see that yeah. go in their pocket is exciting for me yeah. like you know maybe they can go hit some vacations we ain't <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, no get, snow get in the mix you yeah, know get in the mix like, of what's going they, on they got a little know? extra money and now they can come and see Samson on the walk and talk and yeah. you know what I mean be prepared yeah. for butter and these other events yes going on. gang so, gang I'm yes, excited indeed, indeed. Samson yes. speaking a bit go ahead go well, you, well, to take that off point, and and yeah. um they're going to activate Washington Street. They're going to call it the Cultural Corridor. And so spaces where there were cafes, where there were restaurants that there weren't previously, they're going to activate those. So mm. people come here and they're walking up and down Washington Street. They won't just be on my tour. They'll be visiting different shops and places to go to. And so uh, the whole city is really activating. And I really, um, to Swiss point, want to just talk about how much of a historic significance this is, especially for the state of Indiana. And I want visitors and people here like to understand just like how important it is that this game is right here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how, from well, your yeah. perspective, Samson, yeah, I mean, uh, how, how many, how many pair of shoes? Are you? So we, <laughs> you go through some shit. We, we got a lot. Cause we walk, we, we walk. walk, right? So we got it. Yeah. We got to make sure yeah. we're comfortable. Right. But we've yeah. been walking through this history and basketball for a long time. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. even you, you can see that from 1911, the first year that we host Indianapolis 500 is the first year that we host our IHSA state basketball tournament. And so we've been playing this single class basketball tournament from 1911 till 1997. And so that kind of gets the hype up. One champion every year, the best team in the state, whether that's Gary Roosevelt, whether that's Crispus Attucks, whether that's Bloomington or Lebanon or Newcastle or uh, Muncie Central, that's one champion. And all of that hysteria, all of that energy um, was something that was good for every Indiana city, every Indiana town. And I think it's good to capture that this weekend again. So what are you going to be doing? Um, I'm going to be walking people through the decades of our mm-hmm. history. So we'll walk through downtown Indianapolis and we'll talk about um, people like Oscar Robertson, people like John Wood, and we'll talk about teams like Gary Roosevelt, East Chicago, Washington. We'll talk about Indianapolis, Washington, the 69 team. We'll have debates who was the greatest high school team ever. We'll talk a little class basketball because I'm impartial. Uh, I know we got a West Side over here, but yeah. I grew up, you know, Lawrence North. So Greg Oden, Mike Conley, you know, we'll talk about some of my favorites growing up. We'll hear other people's favorites growing right. up. So, Undefe- right. You know, we had a great team. See, right? you feel me? See, you and this me? is the dialogue I want to have with people yeah. who are from here. And even if you're not from here, yeah. you'll understand right away when I'm talking about, you know, who was the greatest, the 1987, 86, or 1985, 86, 87 team, or was it. Mm-hmm. Um, a team from a different decade, and to hear that dialogue, Pike. I think it'll be cool <laughs> for people to hear uh, this dialogue. How much we take pride in our communities and our basketball history. Yeah, yeah, and that that class tournament issue has yeah, never it's, it's been ne- resolved. It still doesn't sit well it with the state of Indiana. Well with us, just let yeah. put us in one term and let us just win it all again. Like yeah. stop playing with us. <laughs> so the, Chris the, Thomas and them. the Teague family yeah, uh, the out Teague, there, yeah, the you know out it. there, and. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think Indiana's going to reverse it. No, nah, I don't think not. it'll ever go back. But uh, but it, it's still uh, it's still a big yeah. Deal, like winning, but like even winning the sectional was such a big deal. Oh yeah, you know, just yeah. to come out of your your area, like okay, we're representing Evansville, we're mm-hmm. representing Fort Wayne, and you're coming down to Indianapolis to play. 
Uh, that was a big deal, and that lasts all the way to 1997. And then there's still so much history out of there mm-hmm. with our pipeline to the pros. And so mm-hmm. um, I really just want to let people know how much Indiana loves this game, and then so they see the show that we're about yeah. to put on. I was going to say, are either one of you uh, ever surprised at how much basketball knowledge is stuffed into the heads of Hoosiers, uh, you know, far and wide? Because no matter – I've found it to be – an easy talking point, no matter where you are, if you're in the state of Indiana, start talking about basketball and see what kind of a conversation you get. Yeah. People, oh, everybody digs in. Yeah. People have their opinions already kind of locked in. I, I know, even whether it's IU, Purdue, or whatever's going on, man. Like, people always got something to say, especially about the Pacers, about anything uh-huh. basketball. We think we think we have an opinion that's worthy of, of, of hearing, you know? Yeah. yeah we yeah. created basketball in our brains, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it started right here. Like, in 49 other states, it's basketball. Right. But here, it's different. Right here. And you, you feel that, you know, um, when you travel to these different areas. I went to Newcastle in preparation for this tour. This is the largest high school gym in the country, in the world, high school gymnasium. It seats 8,000. So half the town of Newcastle can go to the game if need be, right? And so Seymour's got an 8,000-seat gym. These are gyms that are bigger than college campuses. This is bigger than Baylor University down in Texas. Their gym holds less than Newcastle's. Kind of like the Texas football stadium. Yeah. Multi-million dollar high school football stadiums yeah. in the state of Texas. Yeah. Are, some of them are better than, than yeah. some of the but, but, here's, but here's the difference, though. Here's the difference. They're building, they start building those now. Like in 2000s, mm-hmm. they start building them. Newcastle's gym opens up in 1959. Like we, we, we fully embrace this Hinkle. When Hinkle opens in 1928, that is the largest arena to play basketball in the world is Hinkle Fieldhouse. So, yeah, Texas, they fell in love with football later on as the sport grew. But, like, we actively grew the game of basketball. We built these giant stadiums that no one knew how the hell we'd fill them. Mm-mm. And next thing you know, they put the ball on the on the hardwood, and it's a packed house at Hinkle for the next almost 100 years coming yeah, up here. Yeah. So the, the are, are you all, I mean, Swift, I know you, you've been doing stuff even before this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for this week to be over. Like, <laughs> the first I, thing I'm, you said to me, man. Yeah, like I'm, I'm ready. But no, it's been a lot of stuff leading in, going mm-hmm, up. And mm-hmm. this week is the key week. Like I say, for me, I know it's a bunch of rehearsals this week that I have to be in every day. I think today is my only non-rehearsal day. Um, but it's it's a lot, you know, just yeah. even sitting on phone, having phone calls from, from companies calling, trying to set up pop-up shops, and won't you hear and there, like, mm-hmm. who hurry up Sunday, uh, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you all see a difference uh, between historically between the stars of today and maybe the stars of yesteryear that maybe you might be talking about on, on one of your tours or that, you know, that you know the history of you? Is there, is there a difference or is it more, I- more similar than different? Uh well well the money that they make is a lot <laughs> okay. different you know which well, is crazy with, let's start like, with Swift, the money. I'm actually gonna talk about that on the tour I want I Swift I want you to look at one of these hey Hannah show this to Swift so you can see these numbers on there these players don't make nowhere they make ten twenty thirty thousand times more than some of these players and so. And so when they get here, it may not be the biggest emphasis to prove who's the best at basketball. I think these players in the 70s, 80s, early 90s, when the All-Star game came, Mm -hmm. it was really like, who is the best? East versus West, we really got something to prove versus each other because we've been disrespected by not getting enough TV games. We've been disrespected by Mm -hmm. not getting the right salary. And so we really got something to prove. 
Now I think it's more of a celebration for the players, their families, yeah. their sponsors, their their uh, anyone they're affiliated with to just come celebrate the fact that they're invited to participate in the All Star Game. So that's kind of what I think some of the bigger changes are. Them boys is what today's boys is wearing what they made in chains. In chains, like the highest played player on the Pacers. <laughs> Highest played player on the Pacers, man. 8485. It's $400,000. That's the highest played player on the Pacers in 8485. You're going to see that on on one of these young boys. It's a different game now, right? Like, it's it's a different game. And so these players, you know, like, they may not have, they may not feel like there's this rivalry animosity between Mm -hmm. each other. They're Mm -hmm. kind of, for the most part, well taken care of. But. I feel like even when you hear stories uh, like the 1979 national championship between um, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like they grow up playing basketball with each other all their life, like how they do like now they do in now. AAU, right? It's like, no, oh when we goodness. play Michigan it's, it's State. It's a business. It's when we play Michigan State, it's the first. Everyone talking to newspapers. Magic's better than Bird. Bird's better than Magic. Everybody mm-hmm. got something to say. I've never played this guy. So now when it's on, like, it's on. And some, I think that's what's different, yeah. Yeah, some of these these players, they grew up together. I mean, like, in the and traveling they, circuit. In the traveling circuit. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, the other thing is that if you're not on the traveling circuit and you have not come through the AAU ranks, it's very, you have maybe a, a less than a 10% chance of making your high school team. Yeah. yeah. Ma- varsity, anyway, starting on varsity. You, you have, and that that's just unthinkable. Wayne before. Pack, he was started from 1969, under, uh, I don't think we're undefeated, but the Washington team, people say they were great. He got cut his first two years. They get a new coach at mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. tries out again, makes the team, goes to, to goes to play on the Pacers. And it's like nowadays, if you get cut from the high school team, of how much we start, it's kind of hard to kind of people transfer, they bounce around. But uh, things were just a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Well, what keeps it exciting? What what keeps it fun? I mean, all of the changes, we talk about class basketball in high school, AAU basketball, you know, pre-high school, or then they get to the high school, uh, the uh, unbelievable salaries now versus back then. Yeah. What keeps that stream of excitement and enthusiasm flowing uh, in the game? What do you think? I think it's the way the game changes. Like, when you look at the game today, the mm-hmm. game is built off of three-pointers. Like, I've watched kids come up the court on a fast break where we would normally be excited for a dunk. <laughs> what? And they were launching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Steph Curry has changed what a fast break looks like. So stand out there and crank out a three. We, we cranking threes, and we're not shooting at the three-point line. And they're not playing an in, much of an inside game. Not at all, compared to 10 years ago. The, the, where you had, had to have a big man. You had a big man. Number one pick in the draft. Yeah, the, the sky. Yeah, right, all he's going to be a giant guy. Is, yeah. Does so, anybody know how to do a sky hook anymore? Probably not. Okay. They can do it from the three-point line. <laughs> they can do it from the three-point line. Seven-four, you know, they got, he going to be here. You know, seven foot four, shoot, pull down, shoot threes. He dribbles like he's six foot two. Step back. So, what's the excitement of the three? The, the game, I, I think. It, I think the three is more accessible to all players. Yeah. Not every player. Not, not every player can. Not every player can jump up and dunk like. But every player they watching like I can I can do that if I practice I can, I can make that three okay I don't know yeah. if I can ever go between the legs and dunk on somebody uh-huh. but I can go outside and practice that three and so make people feel it's, it's basketball is always a game that got people involved uh-huh. it's yeah. a it's a common language and so, I think so, so which excites the fans more the dunk or the three I'm taking the dunk. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. I want to see somebody get dunked on. Get dunked on. Yeah. Posterized. I want to see the da 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 center. Top ten plays of the day. Number one. That's me. You know what I mean. Yeah. But again, I like to see Steph Curry tween tween behind the back tween tween step back. 
Magic. Three from 40 feet <laughs> yeah. out. And he hits it. Cash. Like, no, while I'm not looking at it. Like, yeah, running, just jogging back, not yeah, even looking like at the not ball. not even looking once it goes. So I just think it just depends because no, the three is to follow this shot. They know it's good. Yeah, like yeah. he, he <laughs> lets it go and turns around and he's back down court. <laughs> hitting you with the sleepy sign. So, <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's, oh, you know, yeah. it just depends on the uh, moment. And yeah. how exciting they can make it, I guess. Yeah, indeed. So, Samson, when are you? How can people find out about your tours? When are they going to start? Uh, you know, you say that you're going to do a lot yeah. more than you normally do. Yeah, yeah. Because it's All Star Week, so so we're going to have 15 total, and then there'll be some extra opportunities to do some trivia, to bring me photos, to tell me different things. That's one thing I really like about um, Indiana and these tours is that a lot of people like to give me information, which can be overwhelming at times, but oh, also yeah. phenomenal. So I'll be. Um, at 6 West Washington Street, we call Platt and Pearls, every day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And Starting? A, um, Friday. Starting so Friday, Saturday, Friday. Sunday. And so tours will run 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 every hour on the hour. And in the morning, I'll be there just taking information, doing trivia, um, just kind of interacting with everyone who's in town. Yeah, yeah. And and Swift, you're you're going all the way through to the yeah, yeah, I'm I'm somewhere <laughs> every day. It seems like Thursday again, Bicentennial Plaza with Mike Epps and Tamika Ketchings hosting the tip off. Yeah, I saw the stage getting set up for that over yeah, there. That that's look, be yeah, crazy. that look like I'm like that's gonna be crazy. And it's a bunch of special stuff that I can't announce and talk about, but just know it's wild. So when when, when will it be announced? As it happens. As all. As okay. Happens. Okay. Like okay. That, okay. I'm with you, Tina. Okay, so yeah. when? So it's stuff going on you know, during the when. event yeah. with special guests and this. And I just can't talk about it because I'm going to get an email or text message Say, from Ebony over there like, Swift, you're doing too much. <laughs> um, but you definitely want to come to Bicentennial if you was able to get a ticket. Mm -hmm. I know Friday I'm hosting the Rising Stars game. Saturday, I believe, I'm supposed to be hosting the G League All-Star game in the Division And the Center crossover. And the crossover, yeah. So it's, it's a lot. And, you know, again, take advantage of everything because yeah. it's so much going on from yeah. pop-up shops. I've seen... Mitchell and Ness setting up stores yeah. with the throwback jerseys and pop-ups and just have fun because this is going to be a weekend for that, that, That's yeah. why I asked the last caller to use a different word than ready because there is no way this city is doesn't have things prepared, no, we're, we're prepared. for a little bit of something for everybody. And, oh, facts. And to yeah. Swift's point and, and mentioning Ebony um, and the people who are working mm -hmm. on everything, like the All-Stars, you got to think about this, All-Stars this weekend, yeah, it's fun, but they have to play. The other the other players in the NBA, they really get a break. If you're an all-star, you have to play. Mm -hmm. So in Indianapolis, if you're an all-star, we're asking you to play this weekend. So we're asking you to yeah. we're asking you to play. We're asking mm -hmm. you to put on a show. Everyone's mm -hmm. here. So if you got game, let's play. then play. What are you hiding for? What are you intimidated by? Yeah. It, it's time to go. You it's know, so all-stars got a star. Yeah. And and the game itself, uh, defense is not allowed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know. It. So it's going to be probably a two or three hundred point combined uh, total. But back it's to fun. East West though. Back to East versus West. I like that. Back oh, to okay. like they're gonna they they've been splitting up the teams um, by whoever got the most votes. But this uh -huh. year it's gonna be back to traditional format. Okay. The best players in the East, best players in the West. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me yeah. too. So if anybody wants to join you, Swift, and join you, Samson, I want all of the social media channels everywhere. Yeah. How okay? How can they find you and how can they get involved? I'll tell them go to through two eyes. That's uh, like T H R O U G H. The number two eyes.com e-y-e-s.com slash all-star and everything's there from every media appearance that i've done in mm. preparation for this to videos about what they'll look like trivia games and stuff but everything i'm doing for all-star is all in that link 
There you go. So dutrize.com slash all star. There you go. I love it. Love it. We'll have that on the Swift. I know. Swift is everywhere. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm simple. At B Swift 317. Um, I'm everywhere. I just think for me, just enjoy downtown. Yeah. You know, again, this this year the committee did a lot of great things from just naming downtown Indy's home court mm. and, and plotting 24 of Indy's dopest DJs throughout wow. the entire city where it's just going to be music and different type of activations. Like, like ready ain't the word. We were prepared. It's a <laughs> yes, lot. Yes. It's something for every age bracket. And there's something for every dollar sign from mm. free to a million bucks. No matter how big or small your bank account is, there's something for you to Walking talks enjoy. are free. That's what I wanted That's to make sure. I was, I free ah, for the city, free see? for the world. That's what I want. That's what I want to make sure people know. Because a lot of stuff, you know, Super Bowl mm. Village, um, that was free. People knew mm. that you just ran in there and you ran around had a blast. But NBA crossover, that cost. It's, I think it's not expensive. It's not expensive. Like but, 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, maybe. but that, that, that cost. So just, hey, just, cost if you don't just have prepare. It, right? If you yeah. got a family of eight or you yeah. inviting the cousins in, just knowing you get to that gate, is they're going to ask for something. Mm -hmm. so, and there's ways to get free tickets. From, I'm sure there are. Yeah. But also there's a lot of free things going on. And at Swift's point, if you want to spend $10,000, best believe somebody will take it. Somebody <laughs> will take it. <laughs> sure, but, but, but I for, know them. They will take it. And but get as for Sam, Samson's house, it is free. Just don't be paying ten thousand dollars for Keith Lee to come review your food because no, he's not doing it. That was coming. Don't not, get fooled, wasn't my that people. a hustle or was that well, a hustle? Somebody got up. I somebody got up. Like yeah. bite them people in the butt. Because <laughs> that was that so was I wrong. I thought set up to twenty k. Oh, I said, wow. wow. That, that was to so wow. wrong. But yeah. uh, check out social media yep. if you don't. He, he's on social explaining if you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> anyway, Samson Swift, thank you both so much. And thank you for all you're doing to make NBA All-Star Weekend a huge success. I'm excited already. I, I, I'm i ready to go. So I'm going to take advantage of a bunch of stuff. So. Well, thank you, Tina. <laughs> thank you both. We really appreciate it. We'll be back with more Community Connection right after this. WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we are back with Community Connection and uh, just loved uh, our first segment uh, with B. Swift and <laughs> Samson Levingston. Uh, they are two fine young men who are going to get us through the All-Star Game with a lot of fun uh, and a lot of enthusiasm. The All-Star Week, the All-Star Game, the All-Star Activities. I mean, so many. So all you have to do is just, uh, you know, just get on their social media challenges, channels, 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 and find out about the challenges and all the other stuff uh, that they shared with us. But th they were fun. They were a lot of fun. I love having them on. I want to have them on again uh, as often as I can. Um, and, you know, I think in continuing along the vein, along the lines of, uh, well, let's first, let's do a recap. Uh, we first led the show with the fact that the city now has a new chief of police, uh, the new chief of police is uh, assistant chief of police, former assistant chief of police, uh, Christopher Bailey, uh, who at one point in time had said that he did not want to be considered for the job uh, during the press conference just a short time ago, about one o'clock. Uh, chief Bailey talked about how he uh, asked to be reconsidered, uh, you know, for the job. So. Um, that's how that went. And again, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth, uh, a little bit more in detail. Uh, and then we went to, uh, the NBA, uh, all-star, uh, game, uh, all-star week. This is the beginning of NBA all-star week. And, um, 
the uh, the activities and some you know some of our two of our very very favorite folks Samson Levingston through Two Eyes, and uh, the incomparable uh, B Swift who is one of our very own here uh, the Indianapolis stations of Radio One Hot One Hundred Point Nine. Uh, MC of the Pacers, uh, entertainer extraordinaire. Uh, so Swift and uh, Samson uh, got us going, you know, with our guests and things of that nature. So we are, you know, we are just grateful to them. But like I was saying, along the line of what they were talking about, um, which was uh, NBA All-Star Week and the significance that we as African-Americans, um, the roles that we have played with basketball uh, and the history of basketball in this state. You can't Talk about the history of basketball in the state of Indiana unless you talk about the 1955 Crispus Attic State Championship basketball team uh, with none other than the big O himself, who we are going to honor a little bit later at the Legends of Gospel show over at Clues Hall this Thursday. But um, I digress. But anyway, it's being called a symphony of triumph. And um, very shortly, the Indianapolis public school system uh, is going to unveil a stage production which tells the unforgettable journey of the 1955 Crispus Attucks basketball team. Uh, the production is called A Touch of Glory. And again, this is free. <laughs> you know, the, the city is offering so, there's just so much here to be offered. And this one is yet another free, important historical event that's going to be taking place. Anyway, A Touch of Glory has been described as a powerful play unveiling the remarkable journey of the 1955 All-Black Crispus Attucks High School Boys Championship Basketball Team. Uh, earlier this morning, the play was discussed during a media briefing um, with IPS, uh, Deborah Shante, and artist Gang Gang, National Christmas Addicts Alumni Association and more um, all of which and and more wanted to invite you and others the public to attend a special matinee of the production this Saturday uh, February the 17th the free event uh, is going to start with a pre-program at one followed by the play at two and a community conversation with distinguished addicts alumni and that's where I'm going to put the pin because talk about distinguished Christmas Addicts alumni, if you could be here in the studio, uh, top 40 Monument Circle, fifth floor, <laughs> WTLC AM studio, we have a sea of green and red uh, blazers and shirts. They are distinguished Christmas Addicts alumni, uh, led by none other than former City County Councilman William Duke Oliver. Uh, Councilor Oliver, uh, you came to visit us at our new location and you brought with you some good friends. Yes, how so how are you today, and welcome back to the listen. show. I, I can't go any further without uh, acknowledging, and for all the listeners out there, mm-hmm. I want to give the names of all, all those that are in attendance today that will be participating in this uh, conversation. Uh-huh. So, would you please, sir? Yes. Yeah, my name is David Carther, uh, the director of communications. Can you can the, you push? Let, let's see if you can you push the mic to him, uh, Council. Okay, okay. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Good afternoon. My name is David Carther. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm with the Christmas Addicts Alumni Letterman's Club as uh, Director of Communications. All righty. I'm uh, Robert Hayes, and uh, I serve right now as treasurer. Uh, graduated in the class of 1966 mm-hmm. uh, from Christmas Addicts. Okay. And uh, so happy that you uh, allowed us an opportunity in Duke uh, to be able to talk a little bit about who we are. Okay, glad you're here. Glad you're here. And you, sir, we've seen you before. <laughs> My name is Larry Bates. I'm a graduate of uh, 1971 Crispus Attucks High School and uh, down here to support uh, Councilman Oliver and all these men from the Letterman's Club. Okay. My name is Jerry Allen. I'm the Sergeant Arms for the uh, Letterman alumni. 
So uh, all of you all lettered, right? All of you all lettered at when you when you were students at Christmas Addicts High School. Oh, you didn't you didn't remember? <laughs> oh, you're not a letterman. I'm not a letterman. No, I got on no, green, but not that. Yeah, green. No, okay, not that green. It was okay. tough. You did, it, you know, it was tough trying to make the team. You oh, okay. <laughs> so, so what did you letter in, Mr. Carthen? Yeah, I was uh, actually a three, uh, three sport letter winner. Oh, so I lettered okay. In, uh, football, wrestling, and baseball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And the you, you, sir? And I did not letter, but I participated in my sophomore year in the wrestling team okay. under Coach Willie Martin. So the bylaws that we have written allowed me to become um, uh-huh. a letterman. Okay. And Mr. L? I was a uh, football and wrestling letterman. Uh huh. And oh. what 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 weight did you wrestle? At that time, <laughs> I was like 138 pounds long, up to 150 pounds. Oh, but were you any good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I was okay. Uh, yeah, yes. the school known for just, just a lot of excellence in more than sports, but sports certainly uh, ruled the day for so, so very long and, and, and brought uh, addicts into prominence and, and the programs that it had academically and things of that nature. So it, it was kind of hand in glove there, absolutely. Tina, if it helps any uh, to answer your question, his affectionate name is known as Dog. Oh, okay, okay. Look at him. He's great. He got that sly grin. Okay, no. Okay, okay. So tell us about the the stage play that's coming up that is free that tells the the incredible journey of the basketball team. Well, the the stage play, that's different, the same kind of uh, format principally, but not just basketball, but we're here to talk about our school, Uh which includes academics and sports, basketball. Absolutely. And on the 17th. Uh, we're going to put on a presentation about our school, uh, mm-hmm. who built it, why they built it, the planning they went in before 1927. Uh-huh. Uh, they built their school. We had we lived in a segregated or apartheid uh, mm-hmm. environment in those days. Mm-hmm. Some say some that still exists today in, in partial. But anyway, the story of our school, where it was built, those, our parents, grandparents that went there, many, many years ago, since that time, 1927, not just sports, mm-hmm. but we have alumni and ex-attendants and graduates mm-hmm. that went all over the world. Right. But some stayed right here in Indianapolis, made our community better, attempted mm-hmm. to make it better, equity sharing in the taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also in our city, in our state, in our nation, mm-hmm. we have addicts, uh, those identified with addicts, those attended addicts, have appeared all over the world uh-huh. in Bangkok, Thailand, Frankfurt, Germany, doing things that we don't read about in our mm. local newspapers. Mm-hmm. Great contributions were made by uh, alumni of Christmas Addicts High School to the world, mm-hmm. uh, including on the moon, those that came back from the moon, mathematicians, college professors, et cetera, et cetera, as well as Oscar Robertson. Mm-hmm. and Willie Brown and all mm-hmm. the others. Yeah. But more than just Oscar Robertson, mm-hmm. addicts is much bigger mm-hmm. on the same. But know you what know what? But, but it, it really, uh, it's, it's just wonderful that NBA All-Star Week, NBA All-Star Game coming to the city of Indianapolis gives such an opportunity 
um, you know, to, to talk about the Oscar Robertson story with the stage play, but also to find out about the rich history uh, that that school. I mean, it opens up the opportunity. That, that's one of the great things about uh, this week as well that a lot of people don't understand. Look at all of the opportunities that people have and the world has. Uh, the mayor said it this morning, the world is looking at, at, at Indianapolis, that the world has to learn about the story of Crispus Attucks High School in addition to, to sports. So, yeah, you, you wanted to... Oh, oh, okay, you put on the headphones. We so, always like to bring out the fact, and, mm-hmm. and, and Duke has been instrumental in impressing that in our minds. Mm-hmm. Addicts is really more than, and I say, I speak of it in the present tense because mm-hmm. it still exists that way for us, but it, it's more than just an athletic-minded school. We had professors and teachers who were literally teaching there because they could go nowhere else absolutely phds right they had phds two masters two phds Mm -hmm. Uh, we look at all of the individuals that have become armed services generals five-year brigadier generals uh, that kind of thing doctors lawyers teachers and whatever we did we were always pushed to excel and do the best Mm -hmm. job that we could do and having recently watched uh, the movie origins uh, addicts should be one of those type of institutions mm-hmm. that is a part of the national scene, even international. I'm an optimist by nature. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people should know what kinds of things took place right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, with very little resources, but mm-hmm. we're still here. Mm-hmm. So so go ahead, Reverend Um Yeah, Tina, I, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, as, as Bob just spoke about some of the people Mm -hmm. that taught at Attics. I I was looking through a book one day and it was describing the what they called the Golden 13 which was the first 13 African Americans who were naval officers, commissioned naval officers. Mm -hmm. And I saw the picture below and it said G. Martin. And I kept looking at this picture and I thought, "This, this picture looks familiar. And I kept looking, and I realized it was Graham Martin as a young man. Graham Martin taught me at, at Crispus Attic School. Matter of fact, si- uh, signed oh, my yearbook. Yeah. Oh, the hands are going up yeah, in here in the yeah. studio. Uh, <laughs> I had a, I had an English teacher named mm-hmm. Lewis Hill, who had mm-hmm. been a um, what do you call him, the Tuskegee Airman. Yeah. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. we had we were among greatness, and I I don't think many of us were even aware because these men didn't walk around with this as a badge of honor, I did this or I did that. Mm-hmm. They came and did their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a great job trying to get uh, young African-American children uh, into this society. Uh, I- I'm thinking about why Addicts was built. And mm. we have people now who can't appreciate this school because they are walking on the shoulders mm-hmm. and the heads mm-hmm. of all those people who have paved the way mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I hate to say it, but many of them take it for granted. So yeah. I'll stop right there. Well, you don't have to. T- you don't have to hate to say it. But it's. <laughs> uh, I can see that in a lot of the younger people, in, including my own, mm-hmm. uh, who who took take it for granted. I mean, I remember my reaction when Barack Obama. I shared this story before when Barack Obama uh, was being, uh, you know, sworn in and everything. How excited I was, and they were like, "What? What's wrong?" Well, yeah, it's just it's just being the president. And I'm like, you now. So many years later that they're, you know, they're full grown adults with, you know, they like, I see what you were saying, <laughs> you know, I see. But, uh, yeah, it's hard to appreciate that. Yes. Um, but the, that level of instruction from that 
type of a, an instructor uh, that were that qualified. That doesn't exist in high schools anymore. I Not mean, you just day. don't have it. Uh, and so how fortunate were we? Uh, you know, I, I know segregation certainly had its problems, but, you know, one of the positives of it was look at how fortunate we were in terms of how we were educated and who we were educated by. Well, you know, on that, like, what brought us together in the city uh, mm-hmm. this weekend, basketball, and obviously mm-hmm. this is our home. Mm-hmm. Addicts put, literally put the city on the map yeah. through basketball. <clears throat> but uh, that kind of... Uh, I want to talk about bring some other things to the table that existed during that climate. Yes, it was worldwide when those kids, they were kids, 16, 17, 18 years old, that won a state championship. You remember when President Obama was elected president in 08? Mm-hmm. News all over the world, there were people were dancing in the street in Paris. Africa. Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Iceland, something had occurred. Mm-hmm. In 1955, when this little school and those soldiers, my uncle was one of them, they heard about what had happened. Mm-hmm. He was in Germany. He heard about what had happened in 1955 at his high school. A sense of, no, he never attended addict. He was in the military. But it, all the soldiers, African-American soldiers, they were thrilled to hear this news. It's like we're hearing that the soccer team in South Africa yeah. had won a championship. Yeah. No, they could not possible, but they did. Yeah. Crips with Addicts mm-hmm. won a state championship. That was world news in night to many of us mm-hmm. all over the world when we heard bits and pieces. Yeah. Communication wasn't instantly like it is right now, but they did hear about it, bits and pieces, mm-hmm over a period of two or three weeks, a sense of pride. Many persons never went to addicts, mm-hmm. never went to addicts, mm-hmm. but the pride mm-hmm. that we had of those that did, and somehow or another, there was more focus because it made the newspapers somewhat win it, but the scholars mm-hmm. that come out of addicts mm-hmm. never made the newspapers, mm-hmm. or at least they did, it was in small print. I won't mm-hmm. say never, mm-hmm. but it wasn't taught to us uh, it wasn't passed on mm-hmm. about this, that, and the other. So we had most of us looking at gladiators, athletes, as being our worshipers. Mm-hmm. But we've learned, no, no, that's great. And we're going to talk about that, the achievement of so many in basketball particular mm-hmm. that made the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame. Many, addicts have more Hall of Famers out of his high school in Indiana, I think, than any other high school. Would, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And, and that was in basketball? In, in, in basketball. In, in, in basketball. Hall of Famers. Wow. And you, yeah, and you have so many other yeah. uh, teachers that were recognized, but their kids and their families were important. Junius mm-hmm. Bibbs, mm-hmm. biology teacher uh, from Terre Haute, Indiana, mm-hmm. uh, was con- stole more bases in the year that he played collegiate mm-hmm. baseball played in uh, amateur baseball with Satchel Paige, mm-hmm. Roy Campanella. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never hear about him until we do the research, as Letterman have done, to try to find out what's going on with these guys. Mm-hmm. Bill Garrett, mm-hmm. uh, who broke open mm-hmm. the Big Ten, mm-hmm. went to Indiana University under Branch McCracken mm-hmm. and was told, you know, we don't usually start 
mm-hmm. African Americans yeah. in the Big Ten. Yeah, I was over at Butler last week. We were we were live from there, and I can't remember who it was that that told me or asked me did I know or did I ever hear that uh, the Christmas Addicts basketball team was not allowed to warm up at at the gymnasium That's because right. they thought at you know because they had to play their game there. They thought it was an unfair advantage. So that that even underscores the the level of talent and skill and the accomplishment even more that they weren't even allowed to warm up. That's right. Uh, over That's at right. the field house, over at Hinkle yeah. Fieldhouse. We learned golf, <laughs> even though I don't play golf, but we had a big <sighs> golf tournament. Don't tell up. me that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love golf. Coach yeah. Coach Roddy. Yeah. George uh, Roddy. In the, uh, yeah. George Roddy in the Indiana Hall of Fame mm-hmm. golf. He had to go and play at Douglas Park. Douglas Park was built. Uh, the little bit that I've learned because mm-hmm. they didn't mm-hmm. want us to come no, into no, so much. other yeah, golf so courses, so and many. they only built it with nine holes. Nine holes, but yes. there are still people that frequent that park. For doesn't that mean you can't reason. play eighteen or thirty-six. Right. You know, you just repeat. Well, well you know, I uh, I'm thinking <clears throat> about the uh, documentary. Uh, I think Ted mm-hmm. Green did. Chris Pasadik's school that opened a city. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, have I got the title mm-hmm. right. Well, yes, I, yeah. Well, in that documentary. Uh, Colin Powell makes this statement. He said, mm-hmm. if it had not been for Harry Brooks, Harry Brooks, there wouldn't be a Colin Powell. And I would dare say many people, when you say Harry Brooks, don't have an idea who I'm talking about. Yeah, military. He was, uh, yeah. yeah. He was a bad man. Yeah. Brigadier General, yeah. Yeah. right mm-hmm. out of Christmas Attics. Right out of Christmas man. Attics, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. So what, what was it like going to Attics when you were there? You all were there during different time periods, but... What what was it like going there? Well, for us, it was uh, you know it was it was all African American. Mm-hmm. We had no other students besides mm-hmm. us, so we mm-hmm. were like a big family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we respected each other. We had fun with each other, and we learned how to deal with one another uh, as we went along. Mm-hmm. We had differences, but we learned how to how to respect one another, mm-hmm. and oh, we boy. we got a lot of that from. Uh, the teachers, mm-hmm. the educators, because mm-hmm. Graham Martin, I played football for him for mm-hmm. three years, and uh, not only was he a football coach to me, but he was really like an ex- you know another another dad because mm-hmm. my dad wasn't around, mm-hmm. so he gave me direction, and he kept all of us and they kept us in mm-hmm. line and kept us focused, so that we could go and continue as we were going out in life and understand. You know some of the difficulties we would have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also understand how to to cope with them. Mm-hmm. You know, to and so it was really it was really a very fun fun experience for us when we went. And I came out in 1965. Okay. 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 So that it was it was a very very nice fun environment. And wow. you hear other students that went to like Short Ridge, they all want to be tigers. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they all want to be in tigers. Now they they you, now do yeah, you think they're gonna say that? Yeah. 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 They, they do now. I'm yeah. married, yeah. Like but they do now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, they do now. They do. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead, dude. I was. Oh boy, in in, in those days, uh, particularly in in the uh, back to the basketball ass part mm-hmm. that. Uh, when they started making that run, I think in 1953, 54, uh, Meriwether, uh, those guys about 55 when they wanted the, the other some many of the other cheerleaders came over to the attic side because mm-hmm. uh, Indianapolis never had a champion at that point, and uh, 
many other cheerleaders came over to help cheer addicts on to victory. And I want to point that out. Uh, I don't know what school they were from, but yes, many other cheerleaders came over. But this, about ni 1955 and, and, and basketball, yes, our school won four state championships. Four state championships. And uh, in, in basketball, that, that's... Indianapolis never had anything like that until we won in 1955, 56, 1959, and I think 2017, 2015, state championship. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basketball, uh, I mean, I, there's some debate Right now, at least I was engaged in a debate about a month ago about where the jump shot come from. And I was told by uh, Laverne Benson, <laughs> who played in 56, 57, mm -hmm. I think it was. He said that the jump shot was developed back, not developed, but it was introduced back in the 50s mm -hmm. from Addicts Ballplayers. Some debate if it, if it came out of New, New Jersey. Uh, Bob Cousy? Is yeah, that, that, that uh, attributed but, to? But no. Addicts want to claim that we invented the yeah. jump shot. Yeah, but what was it like going to school there? It was tough for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was tough for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I belonged to, uh, at that time, School 87. Mm -hmm. We defeated school into Addicts. Uh, and it come to education. Uh, we're trying with the Letterman, they're doing wonderful things. I want you to speak about that, please. But going there at that time, uh, it was regimental. Uh, uh -huh. the, the expectations was high, good, not mm -hmm. lower like social promotions. Just it mm -hmm. was. I remember Mr. Taylor uh, taught biology, and he would try to in, put it in us. To work harder, mm -hmm. uh, don't laugh, don't play, but take it serious. Yeah. It's kind of difficult when you're 14 and 15 years old. You don't understand what mm -hmm. he's talking about, but they tried to try yeah, to get us yeah. to, uh, to get a grip on it. You see what I mean? Don't yeah. just they, put yeah. it off. Get busy with it today. So I, I'll always remember him, yeah. particularly yeah. Miss Pat, my English teacher. Mm -hmm. I mean, just so many over there that uh, that tried to get us little boys, uh, little teenage boys. Mm -hmm. Uh, to do the right thing, to Get study, because they could see the future for many of us. If we didn't do these things, yeah, they yeah. could just see. Yeah. Like we can today, we can see uh, mm -hmm. our seven, eight-year-olds, if they don't do this, that, and the other, we mm -hmm. can see mm -hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. And that's what brought us all together, and I'm a happy member of the Letterman's Club and the work that they do. And I want you to, we're going to express some of the things that the Letterman do, these adult men, men, affiliated with addicts. Mm -hmm. But to I, I want to give everybody an opportunity to weigh yes. in on just, you know, just so that our experience, listeners will know yeah, what yeah. the experience was like so that people can get an appreciation mm -hmm. uh, as well. So uh, because this was uh, for so many years a rare opportunity to be taught. I know my family, <clears throat> I come from, a, my father's from a family of 10 and we were in little old southern Indiana, but there was one school, it's called the Broadway Colored School, and that's where they were taught. And again, they were taught, it sounds almost identical to the teachers. There were teachers that had PhDs and master's degrees and um, things of that nature uh, that, uh, you know, that just such a high level. Uh, and it was, it was segregated because it had to be, because that school was built for the coloreds only, much like Addicts was built. So um, I, mean, I was just curious because they tell stories of 
how difficult it was and how the expectations you you know you you failing was not an option mm -hmm. you were expected and if you did your family would you know so i didn't know if that was the same vibration somewhat at, at addicts or you know that you, vibration you, 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 no that vibration is very <laughs> real uh, and when you think back when i talk about mm -hmm. teachers at addicts I think about people like uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson, who mm -hmm. said, keep hope alive. Yes. I think about uh, Dr. King, who said, mm -hmm. keep the dream alive. Mm -hmm. I can recall, and I have to always share this story when I get the opportunity, another teacher and coach that we recognized was Donald Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, he was my personal counselor. Mm. My dad had passed when I was 16 years old. Mm, uh, my dad was 38 years old died from cancer mm -hmm. literally back then no cure he probably lived six months after he discovered he had it and I thought ah, I'm not going to college mm -hmm. my mother has nine children at 33 years of age mm -hmm. I need to stay home get a job help take care of her but her response was always I can take care of myself I've got God's help uh, you do what you need to do, but it was mm. Don, it was Dr. Thomas to me who pulled me into his office one day and said, I see you haven't registered for college. Mm. I see you haven't yeah. taken the SAT. I said, well, uh, Mr. Thomas, I don't think I'm going to do it. Well, he personally, he happened to know my dad and mom, and he said, no, I don't think that's what they want for you. You come back and see me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I came back to his office the next day. He Not only did he have a scholarship, for me to Howard University. Wow. But he also had a work study program where we could deposit about, now check, to, check this out, $300 lasted wow. me an entire semester. Woo. But he said, put this that in the bank. lasted you a week. When you get there. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Here. Yeah. And he said, no, you're going to college and even found a way to pay for my SAT test so that I could wow. go through the paperwork That's it. and get That's qualified it. to That's do that. Strong sense I sit around sometimes in the evening by myself or even with my wife and a tear may trickle mm -hmm, down my mm -hmm, face. Mm -hmm. uh, young people don't understand the kind of commitment that mm -hmm. we felt mm -hmm. because we were always taught. The teachers never said to you, because you're black, mm -hmm. because you're African-American, and their word, that term wasn't so much around then, mm -mm, mm -mm. they would just look at you and say, son, you got to see on the tests. You got to do better. Mm-hmm and they would point, mm -hmm. and you understood what mm -hmm. they meant. Mm -hmm. There was a language there that nobody else will mm -hmm. understand, and Ever. that language Ever. has permeated into the communities of mm -hmm. Indianapolis, yeah. and that's why there's so many people that say, I would have loved to have gone to Christmas Addicts. I'll mm -hmm. bet, I'll bet, yeah. Well, I, I'm probably, I came out in 71, so mm -hmm. I think I'm probably the youngest one here. I'm not sure if my class was the last all-black class, mm -hmm. 72 May, mm -hmm have had some white students in it, but uh, unlike maybe, and I, I I don't know when you guys were there, we had some white teachers mm. uh, while I was there, and we had, I know, three white students. Two of the students were children of one of the white teachers. Uh, the other white girl had gone to the same grade school I had gone to, but she was behind me. Uh, later, they... They held classes at the Cold Springs Road campus, mm. uh, mm -hmm. which, you know, again, I graduated, you know, on, on West Street. Uh, my experience over at Attics was it was a big family for most of us. The teachers, I think they genuinely cared. Miss um, uh, June Moss, her mm. husband, her husband was a, uh, an attorney, John O. Mm -hmm. Moss, I think. Yeah, John Moss, yeah. Uh, 
1968, we had moved to uh, 30th and Park, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm teenager and I'm hanging out in the, in the neighborhood and and we'd hang out on the corner, and I, I think the Mosses lived on 30th and Baltimore somewhere in that area, and so she would always have to drive past 30th and Park, and she wrote in my yearbook, Larry, <laughs> get off the corner of 30th and Park, it'll be there when you graduate. <laughs> I love it. I love she, it. She's gone on. They, they buried wow. her a couple years ago now. Mm -hmm. uh, awesome, on. awesome person. Mm -hmm. We had awesome teachers. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the principals I had. Mm -hmm. William Jones, uh, Earl know. Donaldson. Uh, I don't mm -hmm. know if Mr. Glenn became, I think he might have just been yeah. dean. Yeah. Donald Glenn, I, I think he might have been dean uh, uh, of the boys, but uh, Walter Eagleson. Mm -hmm. uh, we had just it, it was great yeah, yeah i don't know what else to say Miss, mr allen your experience my experience is that yeah you can get you on the microphone there because of them i am who i am and what it amounted to was that i had i needed to be held accountable mm. for uh for pursuing excellence. It, it was always embedded in our mind from everything that you read that like you were mm -hmm. not good enough mm -hmm. and you were second class, mm -hmm. which in turn was a mindset that's something that you had to overcome. Right. Being small and being black, uh, I felt that like I had uh, a hill to climb. And that was like one of the reasons why like I instilled and pursued as hard as I do. Mm -hmm. And uh, my family, my teachers, my brothers, my coaches, all of them are looking over my shoulder to like let me know, like, hey, do not half step in mm -hmm. your pursuit of excellence. And this is what I get out of being a Christmas addict's tiger. There you go. Okay, well, we're going to take a uh, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more. Uh, Crispus Addicts Letterman's Club, uh, Crispus Addicts Alumni, Crispus Addicts. We just got Addicts in the house. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Our distinguished panel, uh, Christmas Addicts alumni. Uh, we've heard a lot about uh, so much uh, that's that's going on in conjunction with uh, with All Star Week, including a free play this weekend. Uh, and you can find out more about that. We're going to have that on our website. Uh, but the uh, the Letterman and the distinguished alumni, they're they're all one in the same, are here in the studio with us. Uh, and um, we wanted to hear just a little bit more uh, before we let you go. Um, about what you all have been able to do for uh, the student athletes as a body, as a group of, of men who have helped these other young men and women uh, come into their own uh, as a result of the proud history of Crispus Attic. So anyone want to? I'm certainly glad you, you raised that because mm -hmm. we have several uh, alumni persons here mm -hmm. that have been doing just that. And uh, much like uh, LeBron James from Akron, Ohio, mm -hmm. a famous basketball player, he'd be here in town doing the same thing for the school district, education over there, paying for mm -hmm. kids' colleges. The alumni scholarships and trying to do yeah. the same thing, raising money for scholarships. Not as much as LeBron James. But well, you're in there. You're in there. Please, would you 
And and you know what? It's got to be a direct result of the teachings that yeah. you had and right. the the experience that you had as high school students at Crispus Attics. I mean, the the legacy continues, and so this is certainly indicative of that legacy. So absolutely, you know, this is one time, Tina. That we we have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We we say to people, we don't want to just be known as old men in green shirts. Now, we used to wear green shirts. You got shirts, green and yellow. But it was Mr. Carter's <laughs> idea uh-huh. that we go to the green jackets and the gold shirts. Ah. And it's also uh, my opportunity to defer uh, my first comments <laughs> to seniority. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm turn that over to him. <laughs> okay. All right, Mr. Carter, they have given you the honor. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll kick it off. <laughs> Basically, what, what we have done since uh, 2008 mm-hmm. We were in the Letterman's Club. When we were in high school, we had a Letterman's Club. Mm-hmm. So as we c- came out, we came back and we started to understand that we wanted to give something back to the school. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our guys, Herman Poindexter, had came up with the idea that he wanted for us to come back together as alumni Letterman to do the mission or carry out the mission mm-hmm. of um, recognizing our coaches and teachers who helped us to get to where we, you know, where we are today, where we were, and also to give scholarships to the student athletes and to give money back to the school's athletic program. Because when we, like we say, we were coming through, we didn't have the best of equipment. We wanted to make sure that the, the, the students of today had the, had the best equipment they could, you know, compete effectively. So we formed a group, and uh, we've been doing this, like I say, since 2008. And as a result of our efforts to uh, raise funds, we have given to date about $60,000 to the school. Wow. And in the form of of scholarships and giving money back to the school for for different things. So what we've done is we've grown. So now we started out with a $500 scholarship. Last year we gave out ten thousand dollars. Wow! And this year we're positioned to give out ten thousand, but we're trying to make sure that we can continue to grow and to bring in more more money to help give back to the school. Now we pay to be in this club, so we pay <laughs> dues every year. Okay. To, so okay. any any money we make from contributions, mm-hmm. we give all of it back to the school and the school's okay. athletic department. Wow. So That's fantastic. Now we yeah. keep saying letter men, but we do have we do have women in I know. the club. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we do have women. Yeah. We, we thought about this name and we're trying to figure out what we do, but there's a lot of things that we need to do to change it. But we do have female uh, members as mm-hmm. well that help mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Wow. So our entire mission is just to support the school's athletic department and give scholarships to student mm-hmm. athletes. Mm-hmm. So it's very specific student-athletes. What a great week to shine a spotlight on that. Uh, as everybody's paying attention to the, the, the story and the stage play and whatever, you look behind beyond that, uh, wow, this this is fantastic. Yeah. You mentioned golf earlier. We have an annual golf outing. Yes, yes. You know, I played in it a few years ago. Outing. I haven't been able to play lately, but yeah, I played a few which, years uh, ago. We'll be doing it again July 15th uh-huh. at Broadmoor Country Club. Yeah, And, and that's, that's our major the... fundraiser. Oh, it is? It okay, is. Yes, that's one. our major fundraiser. Yeah. So we yeah. look forward to that, and we'll be presenting our scholarships to students on June first. Wow. Another another ten thousand uh, dollars, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars a student. Mm-hmm. There'll be five of them receiving a two thousand dollars scholarship. Unbelievable. So that's yeah. basically, in a nutshell, what we do. 
All right. That, that's a whole mission. Yeah, I think that's a lot. I yeah. think that's, that's an awful lot. But we'd like to appeal to all of those that are listening out there. We, uh, we have high hopes. Mm -hmm. uh, I know David has the 15th in his mind, but that tournament is the 17th on Monday, right? Is it Monday? July yeah. 17th. I got all First these dates in my head. So. Yeah, he got a lot of it's dates okay. going on. Uh, please come out and play, but we want to appeal to those uh, who feel like they can just reach in their pocket and write us a check and mm -hmm. send it to uh, our P.O. box, which uh, is listed on our website. Uh, we can get that out. Uh, and what we'd like to do, I'd like to see five students this year get $10,000 a piece. What's the website? Uh, yeah. What's the website? The website is CA. Let me do it. Yes, it's yeah. a, we get David has that. Yeah, we have a new we, website. we're developing a new site. It's caalc.org. Christmas Addicts Alumni Letterman's Club. org, and uh, that's our new site. And we'll be uh, posting all of our events on the site, mm -hmm. information, how to register, and also how to donate. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's very important to us. And so, we like can, we say, yeah. we are every every dime we get. We give it back to the school. Mm -hmm. We don't keep any money for ourselves. And so. just, uh, I understand, uh, heard it through the grapevine, that this year's basketball team is not doing too badly. Didn't you just win, what, the city tournament? City, just one city tournament. Yep. Just one city. Big Cathedral. So. One, one city tournament. <laughs> what? Big yep. Cathedral? Yeah. 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 That's so. good. That's great. So uh, good prospects for taking home another state championship, perhaps? Prospects are good. Yeah. Uh, yeah we can just continue to get them to believe in themselves as mm -hmm. Coach Hawkins has done. Mm -hmm. uh, prospects are good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give you an additional address uh, okay. while we're rebuilding this website. Uh, if you need it to do it today, mm -hmm. you can send it to 1389 West 86th Street. That's Suite 191, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46260. Uh, that is our P.O. box, mm -hmm. and uh, we use that quite frequently. Uh, but what we will do, if you have some persons, we had a lady, and I won't call her name because she may not want her name called, mm -hmm. but she gives us anywhere from 1000 to $2,000 every year. Oh, my goodness. Uh, just in memory of yeah. one of our addicts, persons who's passed yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, she sent $2,000 one year, and she designated, I'd like you to put $1,000 in the scholarship fund mm -hmm. and $1,000 to the golf tournament. Uh, know that however you wish your money to be distributed, that will be honored. We have another individual who's an ads graduate. He and his mm -hmm. wife donated mm -hmm. straight out $2,000. Mm -hmm. We have another organization from the school, the class of 1953, donated mm -hmm. $1,000 for scholarships. And we put that in our scholarship account. So that's why we're in position this year to give out $10,000 already. Mm -hmm. But we'd like to give out 50000 Oh, so well. if we can give $10,000 to five students, then we feel like, you know, we've done more than we thought we were capable yeah. of doing. The name of the game for us is education. Uh, yeah. All of us have done something mm -hmm. at one time or another. It may have taken us a little longer than others to get it done. Mm -hmm. But the name of the game is education. I don't care how many hoops you mm -hmm. make. I don't care how many golf balls you mm -hmm. hit. The name of the game is education. That can't be taken away from you. No. And that's why the word student appears before the word, the phrase student athlete. Thank you. Yes. Student yes. athlete, student first. And I do like the, the fact that most states 
uh, have certain requirements, academic requirements of all students who, who participate, which is, is really good as well because you are a student first. You're yes, a student sir. first and athlete. Yes. So, yes. gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for being with us. Um, I really appreciate this. This conversation could go for, for a lot longer. <laughs> we unfortunately don't have a whole lot longer, but uh, good luck to all of you. Thank you for uh, stopping in and coming all the way downtown to 40 Monument Circle. Um, you know, I was telling uh, Mr. Oliver, I said, you all don't have to worry about coming down here. You can just call in. He said, oh, no, no, we want to come. So yeah, yeah. glad you could see our new digs. And as you can see, you can look out the uh, the, the view here. They are preparing uh, the circle. So it's going to be a big week. And, and uh, it looks like the, the star of Addicts, Christmas Addicts, is going to shine just as brightly as all the rest of them. And uh, thanks to you and the, your efforts and uh, the everything that you're out there doing, that's going to happen this week. Thank you. Right. Thank, Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. I have to share something with you. When he told me that Tina Cosby was doing, I said, "Oh no, I got to go downtown to see." <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry, I'm I didn't dress better. Still here. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm glad I'm still here too. Yeah, you're so. helping to get the job. Done. Well, thank you. You know, in, in radio, you don't have to. You don't have to really dress up. <laughs> yeah. You guys are dressed so nicely, uh, but. Uh, Radio, nobody sees you. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Indeed. Thank you. So Thank you much. all Thank again you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, that, uh, AJ, I think there's so much more. Um, we've got, uh, you know, rather than taking a uh, a separate Black History segment, uh, the entire show has been a Black History segment, if you will. Yeah. Definitely. So, so we've certainly covered uh, those bases and um, the. Uh, uh, th- oh, okay. It looks like our, our GM, Dion, is going to take you. Uh, I think Dion's going to take you out. So I was going to take you out. Thank oh, you thank you. Me. Thank you for this. I appreciate it. Um, you know, the um, thank you all so, so very much. Uh, AJ, did you learn something? I've learned a lot. I've learned quite a bit, quite a bit. <laughs> it's not often you get to sit with history. Yeah, not, not too Chicago, often at all. Uh, originally from Chicago. I've been in Indiana, Indianapolis for about eight years now mm-hmm. eight years now and I've, I you know it's it's one of those things with Christmas Addicts that you just kind of keep hearing the legend of the school uh-huh. and hearing the work that was behind the school and it's something that I'm really interested in so I, I this was great yeah. <laughs> this was great well and the man that the school is named after that's that's quite a history as well oh yeah so, 100% uh, yeah so there there we go but uh, See, our Addicts teachers also taught us a survival rate Ah. How to survive at 83rd and Oglesby in Stony Island. Okay. Oh, okay. Now you're in my neck of the woods. (laughs) Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. you. And it looks like our. That's a great one, gentlemen. Thank you. Our GM, uh, Dion, is going to take you out. Uh, Yes, right after we Mm -hmm. sign off, okay? Can we do that? Yeah, okay, we can do that. That's uh, Councilor Oliver wants to get a picture of the view. We can do that in just a second, uh, in just a second. But um, uh, don't forget, tomorrow, I want to remind everybody, tomorrow is the second Tuesday of the month, and every second Tuesday this year, uh, we'll get together with the Indianapolis Urban League Gleaners, Second Helpings, and a number of other community volunteers for what we affectionately refer to as our regular food and meal distribution. It happens now, uh, from this year on, it's going to be taking place on the second Tuesday of every month. It, you, the date used to float around, uh, AJ, but now, um, according to David um, 
Gray, our promotions manager. We've got it locked in to the second Tuesday of every month. So next, next, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the second Tuesday. Tomorrow is. Yeah, and that'll be the next food and meal distribution. Starts at 10 a.m. Urban League Headquarters, 777 Indiana Avenue. 10 a.m. Uh, Urban League Headquarters, 777 Indiana Avenue. No requirements, no questions asked. The food will be distributed until it's gone, rain mm-hmm. or shine, unless the weather is threatening, which tomorrow we are promised that it will not be. Um, it goes. It goes rain or shine. Um, typically, there's enough supplies uh, for up to 500 families, uh, sometimes more, but never less. So uh, come on out. Uh, be sure to line up early, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get you taken care of over there uh, in our COVID-friendly drive-through COVID friendly drive-through but anyway we are always praise am 1310 and 95.1 fm indy's inspiration don't forget about our website praiseindy.com willie moore jr on the radio he is up next thank you as always for listening and participating in our little show uh, don't forget our new call-in number is 317-972-3008 again our number 317-972-3008 that's the new phone number for community connection as always we want you to be safe and be well we'll be back tomorrow until then i'm tina cosby and this is community connection